0: Hey, Diz After Dark listeners, I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history,
1: and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by
0: fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Two Hotty, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Disaster After Dark. I am Nick and tonight we are joined by uh, the wonderfully beautiful Mr. Paul Dolan. Oh, thank you very much. And also the not bad herself, Amanda. <laughs> Hiya. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. <laughs> okay, Boston White. How are we doing, guys?
1: Awesome. I'm so yeah? excited because it's almost holiday time.
0: Ah, oh, it's almost holiday time for some people. It's lovely. Uh, wish it was for this guy. Although, saying that, I have been looking uh, about going away for, to Disneyland Paris next year. And mm. I'm very, very... Um, in fact you know what I'll, I'll talk about the dates a bit later on let's let's start the show as we as we mean to go on um and also actually the first thing uh, we're going to do on this episode is i am going to personally give a shout out to somebody um uh, a lady called amber who is uh, chummed hun on twitter who um said that she missed me in uh, the last episode of disaster dark with the wonderful hunter because i i wasn't there um she's the only person of the thousands of people we have to download this show to actually uh, comment so um i'm sure she's just speaking for everybody but uh, thank you for for your concern and here i am once again and it feels like and you mentioned it on the on the pre-ramble that we haven't actually spoken together for ages because that episode was recorded quite a, uh, a few weeks ago wasn't it we had it in the can as it were. That's right. So yeah. Um, yeah, thank thank God you guys have got Universal After Dark. I will start making appearances on that show as well. Um, I'm don't mind my uh, if I'm making a little bit noise, aha, because I had to find a very important instrument because the next thing we do on this show is ask what is everybody drinking?
2: Right. Well, I'm uh, I'm being sensible tonight. I'm the designated driver, so I've got some English builders tea.
0: It's what Britain was built on. Yep. <laughs> I'm probably not that particular tea bag, because don't think I had tea bags back then, but, you know, the concept of tea in itself, I suppose. Uh, Amanda, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a strawberry and lime copper bag.
0: Ah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I've not had this before, so this is going to be very interesting, but I've got a bottle of a beer. Let me see if I can find who it's from. West Bromwich, famous for their beer, obviously. Um, the West, the West Bromwich, no, was the Himalayan Beer Company, based in West Bromwich. In
2: West <laughs> Bromwich, yeah,
0: oh, of yeah, course. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that famous yeah. one, that famous one, and it's called the Himalayan Monkey. And that is the name of it. So we're going for a bit of an Everest theme here. It's I know a, a
2: Sherpa from West Brom.
0: It says a beer with an o o r r brewed in India. Apparently, it doesn't say it's West Brom. Hang on. There we go. And it's an imported Indian beer. That's what it does say. It keeps saying that, but hmm. Anyway. Mm, cheers. Any good? Um yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice actually. Four point eight per cent. Not bad. Um yeah. I do like a an Indian powder. So, um I suppose it's gonna be quite news heavy. This week, because there's been a few, been a few things since we we last all congregate, congregated. He says already trying to pretend he's drunk. Um, who wants to go first? Does anyone have a preference of leading off?
1: I'll go first.
0: Go on then. So
1: let's talk about Jasmine's new outfit.
0: Mm. I think what's most interesting about this is it's controversial, but not for the reasons that things are normally controversial.
1: Well, yeah.
0: about the opposite, really. Exactly. Mm. I
1: mean, I hate it. I'll be real. I really hate it. So... And I don't really understand the concept behind it because I know that it was said that it was to try and give Jasmine a little bit more modesty. But they could have just put a little bit of material under the bra a bit.
0: Yeah, I don't really... I mean, I... I I get it. And so, for anyone who's not yet seen the pictures, because there have been a lot of pictures floating around, um, Jasmine traditionally has had... uh, The the costumed character has had the outfit that is normally worn for most of the film, really, I'd say. Probably Mm -hmm. about 80% of the film. um, Which is her kind of... I don't know. Dare you say, sexy, um, you know, kind of crop top and... And long skirt, you know, I don't know. Or is it trousers, isn't it? It's trousers. Yeah, it's but, trousers. Um, yeah, so that's... The, and that's been the look that they've always used in the parks as well, haven't they? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like they've, they've changed it uh, recently or, or anything like that. Um, and, and they've... Now, somebody has, has alluded to that it was because of customer complaints, Sorry, guest complaints, not customer complaints. Guest complaints um, about this, but I, I can't see how something that's been going for, I mean, what I, I'd imagine Jasmine's probably been a character in the park since '93, because it probably yeah, wouldn't been, been that been long after. Years. Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been that long after the film had come out that they'd have introduced them into the parks, and, and the costumes always been the same. Um, so I don't know what has spurred the change on. But, yeah, as you kind of alluded to, now it's, um, it's, it's, it's a completely covered costume, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: it's completely, completely different.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't look at it and think, oh, has, has something changed? I mean, it's very, very clear. Um that, that the costume has has changed and aladdin's changed as well hasn't he yes so he's now in the the kind of wedding garb
1: yeah so he? i mean if they were going to put jasmine in a wedding outfit then that'd be a different matter but this isn't even the wedding outfit
0: no it's like just something they've invented yeah i hate it you're very passionate about it. I like it. I like passion.
1: I am. I love Jasmine, and I hate this outfit, and it's made me really angry. You should a...
2: complain to Disney, Amanda.
1: I'm going to. And, and you know what? I'm just going to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and I'm going to dress like Jasmine, and I'm just going to let people take pictures of me.
0: <laughs> 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 so, so Mr. D, you've been a little bit quiet there um, mm-hmm. while, while Amanda's been ranting and raving and getting on her own soapbox. <laughs> Um, how do you feel about this?
2: Uh, well, uh, Jasmine's one of my my daughter's favourite characters, so I uh, I prefer the traditional look. I really don't like it when Disney tries to pander to the most conservative of the customers. So, so somebody's complained and said it's immodest, but as you said, it, it's been there for what twenty odd years. Mm. Um, it's never been a problem. Why is it? Why is it suddenly a problem now? Because probably one or two people have complained, um, or is it in some kind of reaction to world events? If you know what I mean, um, you know, is this Disney just trying to be ultra conservative? That that sort of disappoints me when they when they dumb everything down to the
0: mm. to
2: the lowest common denominator. So so yeah, bring back um, traditional jasmine. Or dare I say it, sexy Jasmine.
0: <laughs> Hashtag sexy Jasmine. Yeah. Um,
1: you change the hair. Like, why the yeah. hair
0: changed? What does the hair do? Yeah, it's a hair don't, isn't it? Really. Yes. It's a, it's an odd one. I mean, to be honest, um, I mean, I'm flicking through some photos of, of the the revised look now, and I didn't realise how bad they cast those characters. Like, it's quite funny. Like when you see Tinkerbell, I always think. That looks like Tinkerbell. I always think the people they choose, to, and it, you know, it's probably th- to do with the wig as well as the the costume. And Peter Pan, again, I think, yeah, that looks like Peter Pan. But mm-hmm. the people they are playing Aladdin, Jasmine, just, like, don't at all. Very, mm-hmm. very strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, to describe the outfit, um, <sighs> it's long sleeved number 1 and i mean there's no flesh other than the the face and uh i suppose a bit of the foot <laughs> so that's about yeah. all you see now um I, you know what maybe in some ways because of where it's set maybe it's harking to more traditional values that you get in arabia
1: but that's not in the film
0: well, yeah, we know that as well. But you, you know, you can see how people would would associate it to, especially if they uh, they don't know. But um, it's yeah. I mean, I I I still find it very strange that they've done it. But again, this is the same company who had banned uh, Princess Leia um, merchandise from Return of the Jedi. Now mm. that they own Star Wars, for the same reason, you know. Mm. And, I mean, that was a very sexual outfit as well. Um, but at the same time, like... What, I, sexy, risque. I mean, I think that's really as far as you're going. Like, no one looked at Jasmine, I'd imagine. And I'm sure no one went and looked at Princess Leia in the Slave Girl outfit and was like, well, they're naked. Because they're clearly not. They're, you know, it's a bikini. And, you know, Jasmine's was, was kind of half a bikini, if anything. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it, you know,
2: at the, at the end, it was a bit of midriff. That's it. Yeah.
0: You know what? I think if this was Disneyland Paris, I could understand it because of the If climate. it was Disneyland
2: Paris, she'd be in a parka. Let's be
0: honest. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I it's mean. pretty
2: freezing most of the time.
0: That's what I mean. I understand because um, I mean, I remember seeing um, Belle and she was wearing like a, like an overcoat type thing i suppose a little bit similar to what she wore in that enchanted christmas thing they did um but they always try and make it themed and alice in wonderland actually when she was doing a meet and greet um alice was wearing uh, had like a blue uh, overcoat mm-hmm. on as well and yeah okay you can you can argue it takes a little bit away from the character But considering how cold it was and how dressed up everyone else was because of that, it was probably more in keeping and obviously better for the the character actor that they were in such an outfit. So I would have understood it for those reasons. But yeah, it's just a bit odd, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, I I have been reading over the last two days that Jasmine does get quite a lot of um, male attention. And not in a good way.
0: But uh, I mean, hmm. Not me. so maybe,
1: maybe it was guest complaints, and maybe it was the the girls to a certain degree as well, maybe complaining a little bit. But I just I don't understand why it's gone so far. Like they could literally have just added some material to the bottom of the top, and mm. then that would have been fine.
0: Maybe it was the wax. Maybe. Maybe it was was the wives and girlfriends that were getting uh, angry with the the partners, the male partners, uh, showing a bit too much attention to Jasmine. The thing is, like, I mean, I don't know what that... I mean, I do know what that means, but surely if a guest was inappropriately touching a a character in any way, shape or form, they'd be taken out of the park. Surely. I can't believe, you know... And also as well, I mean... I can't believe that that many people would be that disrespectful full yeah. stop because you there's certain things you don't do to characters any characters if anyone knocked their the, like the head off a character they'd be bad exactly guaranteed so I, I I'm you know unless we're talking about stuff like wolf whistling or something and even that I don't think you know maybe it's the Essex boy in me I don't think it's that bad but um, yeah, I just think it's a bit of an overreaction Dare I yeah. say a typical Disney overreaction to that? Like it's, it's just unnecessary.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Well, let's let's see what happens. I suppose we'll we'll know more when um, Mary Poppins is put into a trouser suit or something. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the future brings.
2: Doesn't bode well for the belly dancers in it, in um,
0: Morocco, does it? Oh, no. Now they're men. <laughs> now it's just talking. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that would
1: now, have you seen the new woman that sings in Germany in Epcot?
0: No, no. she
1: is like a a new yodeling singing woman in Epcot. Oh, I've heard
0: about this. Yeah, pretty
1: short dresses,
0: like yeah, they're it...
1: pretty short.
0: Yeah, but if she's not shy midriff, they're not bothered.
1: Hmm.
0: They're fine with pins. Obviously, fine with pins. Wow. Really uh, we'll see May, maybe soon she'll have to wear a a clown costume <laughs> who who knows we should concentrate on her on a yodelling and also as well if she's yodelling like could you not could men not make comments about you know a chest or something and get, mm. get a pair of lungs or? well anyway uh, that that's something I'm sure we'll find out in, in time to come I miss day. Um, Disney
2: Mums panel selection process begins on the 7th of September.
0: And is your application uh, already in?
2: Uh, it's not, but this would be the first time really. Okay. I've just got too much going on this yeah. this year, but um, but for those who, who don't know, and I'm sure there aren't too many who don't know, Disney recruits every year at this time for about 20 people. They don't have to be mums. They can be dads um, to basically help holiday makers by answering questions online so there's a fairly fierce competition for this and um, it's a three stage selection process so it begins with a written question then you've got to make, uh, if you get through that stage then you've got to make a little video and then the final stage is a is a phone interview um, so you guys tried for this in the past?
0: Uh, I have not, no actually no you Miranda. know what I did. I did quite a while ago um about i think 3 or 4 years ago now probably but i didn't yeah. i didn't really get anywhere so
1: do you actually definitely have to have children mm,
2: don't no i don't think that's essential no
1: mm.
2: i i think it's more about your attitude and disney knowledge uh, of course one of the big draws is that if you do get selected you get to go to disney world for a training session stroke holiday so uh, that's quite It'll a nice perk apply. have you tried it before Amanda no
1: no, never I yeah. just assumed that I would need children
2: no I don't think so um, I'm not aware that, that that was in the in the conditions but uh, I think it's more about you know your personality and your Disney knowledge uh, your attitude towards helping people um so yeah, that's a good question though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There must be some time, terms and conditions about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh
2: Disney Parks Mum's panel dot disney.go.com Oh,
1: that's uh, a long one. <laughs>
0: just yeah. about to that's what the Vic, uh, the Vicar said to the uh, the nun. Um that's yeah, I was gonna ask you about that actually because I wasn't sure where to go for that, so thank you for reading that very long url um well i'm sure if you google it i'm sure it'll come up as well but uh, yeah yeah it's handy so yeah well if you're interested Mm -hmm. why not get your
2: application in quickly you don't have long to go
0: all right do you want to close
2: the date it's the 14th of september noon eastern standard time so it opens on the 7th of september at noon and then it closes on the 14th so you've got a week from when it opens.
0: Okay, so uh, effectively, if you download this episode when we release it, you've got about a day before it opens, and you've got a yeah. week from that point. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. so what are you waiting for? Press pause and go and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or multitask. Uh, sorry, if yeah. you're your bloke, obviously, pause it and come back. But if you're a woman, you know, you can you can fill out a form and listen to this at the same time, because you're, you're good at doing stuff like that. Um, One thing I wanted to mention... Because we've gone this far into the show without actually mentioning it is um, is us. We've had a bit of an update, haven't we? As well, we've got some. We've had some news um, yeah. in that we are now um, a podcast network. So yeah. um, on this on this feed, sometimes you would have heard Universal After Dark. Uh, once you would have heard me ruin. A Universal After Dark, <laughs> as Amanda will he- attest. Um, and and partly due to that, um, we have now started a podcast network. So, um, while uh, disafterdark.blogspot.com uh, is still our, our main website, or disafterdark.com, um, we also have uh, the afterdarknetwork.com, where you can find this show, uh, you can find Universal After Dark, and when we actually get around to launching it, which you'll probably, knowing my schedule be later this month, uh, we'll have Pop After Dark, which is going to be uh, kind of like what I did when I ruined that Universal show. It's going to be more about um, pop culture things, whether past, present, or future. So we'll let you know when that's there. But basically, if you want to listen to Universal After Dark you do have to resubscribe it is on a different feed now so we are keeping the shows separate just like a podcast network so um you can go to the website and subscribe there or of course uh itunes and search for universal after dark or um you know your podcast app of choice or Stitcher, or whatever and you can find the shows there um and i don't they very often don't contain me so, if you don't like me, if you're not like Amber, if you don't like me, then After uh, Dark could well be the podcast for you. Of course, You might not like Universal, but it, it's it's more than just that. It's a it's a good show. It's a good show. And in fact, the the first episode of which went out last week, didn't it? And left on left us on a Mister Mister Dolan cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. I don't that's I don't right. think we'll ever know what the answer is, and I think in some ways that's a good thing. Keep yeah. keeps everyone interested. Yeah. Um, yes, that's that's our bit of news. Um, mm-hmm. So, I suppose we'll go around again, because I think everyone's got a few things I wanted to talk about. So, yeah. uh, as you started off, Amanda, what else did you want to talk about?
1: So, Mickey is Not So Scary Halloween Party came back on the first, mm. and... The biggest thing that everybody noticed was that Goofy is not riding his little bike through the parade anymore. He's been replaced by Vanellope.
0: Now, is this is this actually true? It's true. The only reason I say that is because, and I was telling a man of this uh, before we starts recording, this was going to be my big scoop. Because I listen to, um, to quite a few podcasts, and one of them is a podcast called Doug Loves Movies. Um, which, as the name suggests, is a a movie-based podcast. It's like a game show, really. Um, And the guest on last week, or the other week, was um, Sarah Silverman, who voices uh, Vanellope Von Sweets, and they were talking about Wreck-It Ralph 2. And she just happened to mention, because she was asked if she'd recorded any of the the voices yet for um, Wreck-It Ralph 2, because they often record those in advance, and she said no, but she had been recording... Some audio for a parade, and that it was going to be based around candy, and it was saying stuff that Goofy used to say. So, me being me, put two and two together, made four, and assumed it was either going to be for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, or it was going to be for a uh, very Merry Christmas. Because I think Goofy rides the bike in both parades, doesn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, to well, well, I, might well be able to, you know. I might
2: be able to tell you if he's in the Christmas parade.
0: Yes, of course, yes. Maybe. Well, that would be a good scoop. That would be a good yeah. scoop. Because, um, you know, it could just be the case that they've replaced him for Not-So-Scary Halloween and they'll keep him for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But th- does, that, does that mean that there's an end for Goopy's Candy Co.? Uh,
2: or, is it, or is it more that they're reintroducing or introducing wreck or Ralph characters because another piece of fairly recent news he's about Stitch's great escape escaping forever
0: that is very true I, I tell you what for a show that's all about segues that's a bloody yeah. good segue you should be proud of that
2: <laughs> Really <proud> of that, <laughs>
0: one. that was that was that was spot on so yeah. there are rumors um as mr D alluded to that um they'll be placing and am i right in thinking i'm sure I read it was um the rumors like for a vr attraction
2: yeah, it's like a a racer. you know, the candy race in the movie. Mm, mm. So it sounds like it's a virtual reality um, race attraction. Wow! Where you sit in a little a little VR car and race against other people. It, it does sound like it's a fairly it's going to be a fairly through low throughput attraction because um, obviously there's a limited number of of those little cars you can get in that fairly small. Well. It's not, it's not a huge attraction building, is it? Uh, so the throughput's probably going to be fairly low, but anybody going to be sad to see Stitch go?
0: No. I would, I mean, the only thing I'm sad about, I'd be sad if Stitch went as a character, but even as a massive Stitch fan, I will not shed a tear over the closing of Stitch's Great Escape. Yeah, just um, I don't think I, many people will. No, I just don't... I didn't really rate it as an attraction. I mean, I think the Stitch attraction at Disneyland Paris in the studios is much better. Which is essentially, if anyone's not been on it, it's uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah. But with Stitch. Um, and you have to help him escape from a spaceship he's on. Um, yeah. So you play like a little game where you shout out directions for him and everything like that. And that's quite fun and... Um, you know, it's all a bit of a laugh and everything like that. And that, that to me, is a much better attraction and more representative of Stitch than Stitch's Great Escape. I mean, Stitch's Great Escape, to me, is just to, it's a bit more like an elaborate... Um, was it Sounds Dangerous? Was that what it was Yeah, Sounds
2: Dangerous, yeah. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah like
2: a... Because it was all that's about... Right,
0: it, was, it was noise, wasn't it? But it was also... I mean, the Stitch thing, you also got... You know, it's 4D, so you got... I mean, you saw Stitch a couple of times, but it was mainly in the dark, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, your chairs would move a bit and you'd be sprayed with stuff and you'd have smells. Um, yeah. So it's just a bit Shelly more... dog. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The verb, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just it's just a bit more like an elaborate Sounds Dangerous. So, yeah, I, I've never been a, a massive fan. I've always thought it was uh, a waste of that character. And like you say, it's quite a, a small show building, but I don't know, I mean... It, it, I mean it's deceptive isn't it because yeah. the pre-show area is quite big that's true isn't it
2: and I think there are a couple of I don't
0: think it's just one theatre is it no I think it's two I think it's, it's two. two Yeah. so you know I don't know it could It could be um, yeah I don't know it'd be interesting to see what they do with it but I think that's a better fit mm-hmm. um, than than what they've got there so yeah if that rumour turns out to be true and the Guardians rumour turned out to be true I think you get a lot yeah. of good sources in that Disney World. So, um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is, is all I can say.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I actually did prefer the original Alien Encounter. Oh,
1: that was the only thing that I've ever, ever been scared of to go on. Yeah. <laughs> it used that was to terrify the th- me.
2: There was always you were guaranteed that if you went on it there would be at least three or four kids that would come off hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> It did scare the little kids. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly in character with the rest of the Disney, you know, experience. But it was a well-themed ride, and it did kind of tie into Tomorrowland, uh, and that's one of the things that people are saying about this new Wreck It Ralph attraction. Especially since you got Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor across the way, you know, it's not really, you know, Tomorrowland is kind of losing its identity, isn't
0: it? I, yeah. I've got to be honest. I've always found monsters university to be an odd fit mm-hmm. but then yeah. I, I think tomorrowland sometimes can be a bit of a funny one anyway because you know if you look at um take paris's you've got buzz Lightyear that fits you've got space mountain that fits you've got star tours that fits you used to have captain neo that fitted then you had honey i shine the audience mm, a little bit loose and then right on the other side of it you had autopia yeah. And I always I mean I suppose in some ways I it, it made sense in that it was supposed to be like the uh motorway of the future or whatever they they deemed it as, but that seemed always like a bit of an odd one to me as well. And when you put stuff like um Monsters Inc. in Tomorrowland, it just seems a bit odd, I think. Very, very strange. I still miss the Timekeeper, to be honest, if we're talking about Discovery Land or uh, Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. That, I thought, was an underrated attraction. Did you know, Amanda, because yeah. we've talked about this before, um, but long, long time ago, and probably some of our newer listeners may not know, but did you know what Alien Counter was originally supposed to be before it was even that? No. It was supposed to be based on Alien.
1: Oh, uh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original plan for the attraction was a similar similar concept to what they ended up building, but it was going to be based on the Alien franchise rather than their own creation.
1: That would have been pretty cool. And it (laughs) wouldn't have probably took a lot more to do it as that.
0: No, well, I I think in the end, I think it was just down to how scary it was going to be. I mean, if you think how scared you were of Alien Encounter that you had... Can you imagine how you would have been had it been the aliens from Alien?
1: Well, that's what I was like on the great movie ride right? when Alien pops down from the ceiling. I was scared of that as well.
0: I still hate it.
1: Yeah, I but still it's hate the it. noise of it. It's so loud and screechy.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a full grown adult now, and it still freaks me out.
1: Yeah, I still close my eyes. I'll admit it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I used to be the biggest pussy on this show, and now I don't feel quite so bad no no. somebody somebody (laughs) shares my pain i I like that i like that um right before we crack on with any more news um i suppose it's time to give our friend wendy a shout Uh, not literally i'm not going to shout out to wendy she's not here and she won't answer um but to talk about wendy and magical journeys travel one of our sponsors as well as Scarezone, who you'd have heard earlier on um and wendy she'll be the person up at midnight to get those reservations for you or fast passes of course so if be your be our guest has been a place that's been a, a bane of your life to uh, to try and get before and you're planning another trip let wendy be the one to get that for you um or you know the anna and elsa fast pass or even is the frozen attraction now doing fast passes yeah. Yeah. Was, it? Cool. So, mm-hmm. you know, that one as well, because that one goes quite quickly. Um, and if you mention us, that's Disaster Dark, you'll get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. So uh, be sure to do that. And uh, also, cruises. If you're interested in Disney cruises, which we were talking out of her not that long ago, then uh, she can help you out with that as well. Some generous onboard credits. So uh, find her on Twitter at WP Magic Journeys or the website WPMagicJourneys.com. And ask for Wendy. So, what other news? I suppose we've gone this far, and I can't believe we've gone this far into show, without talking about Star Wars. Not yeah, only are there car? a host of new Star Wars toys coming out, and I don't know if you've seen, Paul. did you ever see the BB-8 they released last year, the remote control one?
2: Yeah. The yeah. Sphero one. they uh-huh.
0: re- released a new version of it, um, and it's uh, battle-damaged. Because, of course, they have to repaint these things, don't they? To make you want to yeah. buy it again. Um, but now it comes with a Force Band. And a Force Band, you can buy it with the robot, you can buy it separately, if you've got an old BB-8. And you basically control it using this band. That's a cross between a watch and a magic band, I suppose. But um, you can actually use the Force to push it and pull it along. It um, cool. makes oh. lightsaber noises. If you, uh, you know hold your hands in that way and kind of move your hands around. and go, wom, 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 does all that as well. Very funky. But, even bigger news than, than Rogue One and even bigger news than uh, a new remote control BB-8 is a course that Disneyland Paris have finally announced they're doing Seasons of the Force. Right, yeah. And created quite a funky TV spot for it as well. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, I've caught it a few times, um, mainly because the kids have been watching um quite a lot more Disney Jr. the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> they always advertise on there. Um but I mean, do you know what they're doing at all? Have you heard about any of this?
2: Not not a lot of detail,
0: no. A little that, bit behind on that. As someone that would care, of course. Yeah, I'll okay. care uh, because Put it's water. not Oh no, no, I know you no, that's what I'm saying. I know you I know yeah. you would. Mm-hmm. Um Amanda, how are you with Star Wars?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not really into Star Wars. Yes,
0: yeah, so this is really more for me, Mr. D. Um <laughs> yeah. So, what the adverts uh, show, and there were um, links of this, probably when I filmed the advert actually, they're going to be using um, the Tower of Terror to project onto uh, onto uh, that of uh, Star Wars footage.
2: That was a fantastic sound effect, though. You said Tower of Terror, and there was like a creaky floorboard noise in the background.
0: As long as it wasn't the falling. It loose.
2: Was- that was so so well-themed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Almost not quite as good as your segue, but but pretty much up there. Um, but, yeah, so so they will be doing a an evening light-time show. Now, the mm-hmm. rumour is they'll be doing this. So, Season of the Force, I think, is running from the 14th of January uh, until mid-March, off the top of my really? head. Um, <laughs> uh, Mid-March. March. And, um... I'm echoing. Oh, I sound like I'm in a box. And, um... If they like during this time, they're saying that they're probably not going to be doing dreams, so they'll only be right. doing one nighttime show, um, okay. and of course the the Tower of Terror is in the studios, yeah. So that'll be interesting how they control that. Yeah. Now they've not released any other details as yet as to what else they'll be doing other than um, projecting film footage onto the Tower of Terror, um, but the advert does show stormtroopers walking around as well as Chewbacca as well, in the studios. So it looks like the majority of it, if not all of it, will be in the studios, which mm. I think is good, actually, because the studios is always kind of the um, the B-star child, isn't it, of Disney Parks?
2: Yeah, yeah it is.
0: Um, it's, it's much unloved. So to give it such a, a big presence like that, I think it's a good thing. Um, it, what's interesting to me is that it's ending around about the time that star Wars 2 should be opening
1: no. yeah
0: you'd have thought that i've just kept it going but what the hey um so yeah so so there it is i I'll, I'll try and find a link to the to the advert because it is online as well i've seen it online but uh i've got it on tele so people can see it but is
1: it uh, fireworks as well or is it just projection
0: the advert just showed projection but it's mm. probably going to contain fireworks as well because it, i mean that's what they do in hollywood studios don't they
1: yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. projection
0: and fireworks, so i'd imagine it's the same and um yeah if it's going to be replacing dreams they'll have some firework budget left over that's if it is that's not been um that's not been confirmed as yet it's just that's a strong rumor that they won't have two nighttime shows so i
2: wonder um, if i wonder if they'll try and add in the extra special effect where the firework almost blows up one of the disney buses yeah i heard about that actually i
0: saw that video <laughs> today yeah. slightly slightly dangerous yeah. And that's that's for the same event isn't it? That's for the season's of the force over in Hollywood studios. That's
2: right. Yeah. called it called it a rogue firework. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a rogue one.
0: A rogue one. Of yeah. It is. Um so so I'm I'm kind of at a bit of a crossroads because I really want to go to Disneyland Paris for the 25th anniversary which is the 12th of April. But seasons of the force would have finished by that point. And I don't think I'm going to be able to go twice in that short space of time. And I'm really, really tempted to go st- like Seasons of the Force. But I know the 20th anniversary is, is a much bigger deal. But you can understand a the conflict there as a massive Star yeah. Wars fan. If it was, You know what? I'll tell you what, Disney, if you're listening, if you tie in Seasons of the Force with Tron, you've got my money, guaranteed. Sod the 20th anniversary. I'll wait for the 30th. But uh, I'm guessing you won't do that. So... It's just a decision I'm going to have to think about a little a little bit more, I think. Um, yeah. Amanda? Yes. Was there anything else you wanted to dis- discuss?
1: Yeah. So Pizza Rizzo is going to be opening this fall. We don't have a specific date yet, but mm. I'm hearing the end of September, so maybe it'll be open just in time for my visit.
0: Ooh. I hope so. And if not, I'm yours, Mr. D. Yeah. So uh, It's um, really cool. I've, I've only seen a little bit of concept art, but has anyone eaten at Pizza Planet? Yeah,
1: no. a time ago.
0: I, we only ate there once. Now, I've shared a picture before of me eating at Disneyland Paris's Pizza Planet, which used to have the greatest burger in the world, the Pizza Planet burger. Which is mm-hmm. two seasoned tomato pizzas as the buns and a burger in the middle, um now it's just a crappy buffet restaurant um that sells slightly average pizza uh, and that's being generous, but um that was more like the American version of Pizza Planet because it was salads and burgers, wasn't it? was the main yeah.
1: well, I think the last time I ate there was like maybe two thousand and thirteen. And I just remember being really angry that they didn't sell chips.
0: Yes. Yeah. It was... Like
1: everywhere that they sell pizza, they don't sell chips, so I can't have chips on pizza.
0: No. No, one or the other.
1: Yeah, and I, I didn't like that.
0: <laughs>
1: so you're I not... had to go and get pizza from there, and then go and get chips from the one that was by the Backlot Tour.
0: That's such a British thing, as well, isn't it?
1: I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like if you go to, like, I, I mean, say, uh, Paul.
2: I was just going to say that's that's known as a pizza supper in Glasgow. Yeah, it will be, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, because the thing is, well, chips, of course, a Glaswegian salad. Oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's health food. I mean, it's all it's <laughs> all from the ground. <laughs> One so,
1: or five oh, a
0: goodness. day. Yeah, like r- jaffa r- C- five of my five a day, like a jaffa cake. <laughs> the um, yeah, because uh, uh, over here, and I think we're the only country that does it. And I mean, luckily, it's not everywhere, but especially if you walk into like a Weatherspoons. Uh, if you want to walk into Weatherspoons to have food that is of course um, but you'll get off of things like chicken curry and rice with chips or lasagna with chips and it's like you don't need both pasta and chips do you but obviously uh, obviously you do Yeah.
2: the place the place that I work has got a staff canteen and in the morning we have breakfast potatoes which is chips basically <laughs> At lunchtime, at lunch the same thing is chips, but it's breakfast potatoes.
0: Yeah, then they're, then they're lunch, lunch fries.
2: Yeah, no, it's just chips. I mean, we're honest at lunchtime. Oh, right. In the morning, we're trying to kid ourselves on.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, I, yeah. I've got to be honest. I think
1: that the concept of Pizza Planet was really cool, though. When they first opened it, I remember being like, wow, this is amazing. No, you see,
0: yeah. this is the problem, right? East, and, and Disneyland Paris had the exact same issue, right? The problem is with Pizza Planet is it's such an iconic um, part of Toy Story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you know, you see everything. It's not like there's a little bit in there. You see them go in through the main door. You see them walk around the restaurant. Um, you've got in your head an idea of what it looks like. When you went to either Pizza Planet, was there one at, is there one at Disneyland?
2: Disneyland.
0: Yeah, uh, I reckon there is one, isn't I don't it?
2: remember. No, I don't yeah. remember seeing one there, but
0: it's yeah. been quite
2: a few years since I've been a... there.
0: But, um, but both the Disney World one and the Disney World one, they don't look anything like pizza planet in the film. And I think that's a big problem. If you're basing it on something that you have seen in a film, you want it to be like that. And I guess just... when
1: you're older, yeah. But when, when yeah, it when first came I was Yeah,
0: 12. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's yeah. Sort it was sort of to- it was a
2: token gesture, wasn't it? Because don't they have like arcade games and things like that? Or didn't they have arcade games? Yeah, they
0: did. They did in the American one. Yeah, they did yeah. Were in the studios, but Disneyland Paris one didn't. It had a no. it had a little play area and it had a an RC that you could have your picture taken with. Um, yeah, when walked in there and that was that was it for theming. But yeah, the American one did have some arcades, so it, it was more it was more authentic. But yeah, still I
2: mean, we, a bit of a letdown. Yeah, we, we went into the Pizza Planet one, but it was the kind of standard Disney pizza, which a lot of people don't like, but my well, particularly my youngest daughter, she absolutely loves pepperoni pizza at Disney. It, but it's not the best pizza. No. Um, but it's the same pizza that you can get in Pizza Fari or you know food courts and things like that. Mm. But hopefully, um hopefully Pizza Rizzo. Will be uh will be a cut above.
1: Yeah, well, well, I've got reservations for Mama Melrose and I'm thinking of cancelling them so that I can eat here.
2: Yeah. Cause it's a quick service, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and as, I'd, yeah. I'd rather not spend the entire day at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Well it's
0: so, very hard to, isn't it, let's be honest.
1: Well, I booked my fast passes for Hollywood Studios today and I was like, What do I get?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I do- you don't know what to go. <laughs>
2: I mean, it, it's it's obviously a lot easier to get on Toy Story Midway Mania because there wasn't any problem getting Fast Passes for Toy Story. Yeah,
1: it was so easy to get them this time.
2: Yeah, I mean, even today, our 60-day our window opened up two weeks ago, but um, I went back on today and made a few changes because of a particular reason. I'll Ooh. talk about that in a minute. But yeah. um, we changed some of our Fast Passes to the studio's and there were still loads and loads of Toy Story Fast Passes going.
0: Yeah. yeah. So this this third track's really made a difference then.
2: Mm, looks like it.
0: Because I mean, yeah. I remember like I mean, admittedly, the last time we went was the year that Toy Story Mania had opened. So uh, I think it'd been open about five months when we went, something like that. But you had to be there at Rope Drop. If you weren't yeah. there at Rope Drop, you would not get in a Fast Pass by um, half past nine most days you couldn't get a fast pass for the yeah. rest of the day. They'd, they'd gone for the whole day. And bear in mind that oh, yeah. that was open to like 10 o'clock I think mm-hmm. when we were there. So so yeah. a, lot of, a lot of fast passes had gone. Um mm-hmm. And that was before you could book them. That was the days I'm you had pick you up and get a fast pass. I know he's booking an advance malarkey that you can do now. But yeah. is, is it not a bit old? Like, I, I was uh, telling my wife uh, about Pizza Rizzo opening up. And she's because she said I thought Muppets was going, and I said, well, I think there was rumours about it, but obviously it's it's staying put now. But I think it's odd that they're doing it now a Muppet themed restaurant when there's nothing Muppet related going on. Well, yeah. there's
2: the new show in the Magic Kingdom. They've yeah, just I, ke-
0: sorry, you're, out. you're right. Yeah. What I what I meant was um, mm-hmm. I should have explained myself better. What I meant was is that the movie series is now dead. Yeah. there's not going to be another Muppets movie because the last one didn't do very well the Muppets TV show got cancelled after a season yeah so you know if you can't do any movies about the Muppets and you can't do a TV show about the Muppets there's not really any kind of synergy and Disney's always been very very big no matter what the property on corporate synergy mm-hmm. they want to have you know you think back in the 90s you had TV series based on Aladdin um Timon and Pumbas the lion king Hercules yeah. um as well as things like the mighty ducks had a Cartoon. like all these I love the
1: Hercules cartoon
0: I I don't think I ever watched it if I'm completely honest Oh I honest. loved it I think I was slightly the wrong age gap uh, wrong age at the time but um like they have always been very hot on corporate synergy and now they're opening a muppet themed restaurant as you say yeah. they're now doing some bits in the magic kingdom um, is it like the, the Muppets Live initiative? Is it yeah, slightly yeah. like that, which they've done before? But it feels like it's too much, too little, too late. Yeah, it should have been I, done two I, years I mean, ago.
2: I think, I think you're right. I think it probably should have been done a couple of years ago. But as a theory, how is you know how is this for a theory? I mean, like it. I, I just don't think they can afford to take Muppets out of the studios right now. No. You know, with, with everything else. And so they've spent a bit of money theme in the restaurant but in the future when they've got Star Wars Land and, and Toy Story if at that point they want to change change the Muppets out it's re-theming the restaurant and at the end of the day it's a 3D movie theatre which which could be repurposed for something else or, or just taken down so I think yeah you know, I think right now they're, they just need to keep that there and actually adding the restaurant kind of strengthens the attraction for a period of time for right. a couple of years so I, they've got a, a bigger Muppet presence at not a massive cost, really.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is, as well, like although I'm being very negative, I am a big Muppets fan. So yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm actually really pleased they're doing it. I'm just surprised at doing it. That's that's the only yeah. thing. So no, I think
2: you're right. I think it is I think they should have done it after the first movie and yeah. made more of the Muppets then, because the first movie was obviously quite successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, no, I, I still feel s- sad that the second one didn't do so well, but um,
2: yeah,
0: it just it just wasn't very you keen. Know, I just wasn't as good. Yeah, I don't know. But you, can't exp- you
2: can't expect you can't expect, isn't it? You throw a pile of cash after one one just one single movie on its own, can you? <coughs> Avatar. Yeah. Um,
0: you know who <laughs> you would mean, ever, ever do a stupid <laughs> thing like that? You know, you mean the film that they didn't even help do in the first place? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they do <laughs> that either. Uh, Amanda.
1: Um, I love the Muppets, but do kids now like the Muppets?
0: Mm. Well, this goes back to the Tower of Terror theory that we were talking about, you know, the other week. You know, no, that people still care Tower about
1: of <laughs> Huh? I love Tower of Terror. No, no, I'm not
0: saying that. But what you know, the point I was making the other week is the kids really care about the Twilight Zone.
1: But, but I think it's Amanda's different one world. of the kids,
0: and she's down with it. She's down yeah. with it, yeah. he was
1: yeah. down with the kids. But at least on Tower of Terror, you've got a ride that like you don't have to like Tower of Terror to be on. Yeah. But no, The I
2: Muppets
1: is a yeah. show about The Muppets.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right there. The Muppet I think show. The Tower of Terror is, is a, you know, you don't have to know a lot about The Tower of Terror to get it.
1: Yeah, it helps,
2: but you don't have to. It, I think so most of the
1: kids that'll go on it now, like they won't know what the Twilight Zone is, and they'll probably think that it's just been made for the ride. But it, it won't matter to them.
0: But do you not think that we could take? So uh, we all we all like the Tower of Terror as it is, right? But could we not take the Twilight Zone out of the Tower of Terror?
2: Yeah, but why? You know, um, I mean, if you were, if you had another. Paper? Spooky franchise that you could add in there, then, yeah, okay, why you, but... Why
0: do, you, why do you need a spooky franchise? Why can't Disney put their own legacy on it? Why can't they just change the backstory so it's just a uh, haunted hotel or something? Uh-huh. Why does it have to be based around but the That's Lola what zone? they do. That's, that's what yeah, it, gives it,
2: a, it gives it some sort of theming and some kind of heritage, because if they just do, like, a generic story, then nobody's got any connection to it or affection for it. But at least this way, even if it's only 10 or 20% of the people who remember the Twilight Zone, you know, at least they like it. So,
0: yeah, but it's the license fee. They're paying for it. I, just...
2: I can't imagine That's I'm saying, much. I much.
0: I, yeah. you know, I'm playing devil's advocate, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. You know, I, I like the Twilight Zone theme myself. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just not sure how... how uh... How relevant it is. But, um, yeah. There you go. That's, that's that for that.
2: Um, so connected to, on the food theme, Mm. um, Guy Fieri, Planet Hollywood. Oh yeah. He's coming to Planet Hollywood.
0: You know what? We've, we've, you know, I didn't think there was that much that happened in the last like three or four weeks, but actually it's been quite a lot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about it because so, For those unaware, um, Planet Hollywood is becoming... Is it, is it still going to be called Planet Hollywood? Or is it going to be called Planet Hollywood Observatory? Observatory. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so basically, the, the, the restaurant itself is being re-themed and, I suppose, reshaped. Looks Are like it's going to be reshaped y- a little
2: bit. Yeah, to some extent. Although, mm. the photographs I saw, it still looks like that. the basic sphere is still there.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, because an an observatory is is normally generally round, isn't it? Um, Right. I mean, before it was obviously a planet because of Planet Hollywood. Um, But, yeah, so it's still keeping the the roundness due to the observatory. Um, It'll be interesting to see what it looks like inside because um, did you ever go to – well, we've all been to Planet Hollywood in in downtown Disney. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So that – you know, all Planet Hollywoods were like that. And there was a Planet Hollywood in Piccadilly in London, um, which was like that. I think it was like the second one as well. It was one of the, the very first Planet Hollywoods. And that closed down about, about four or five years ago now. Mm. And they moved down the road, li- literally moved down the road to Haymarket. Um, and whenever we opened there, it's it, it, it looks more like a restaurant. I know it sounds odd, but... Um, it's more open. You've still got memorabilia on the, on the walls and stuff, but it's not dark. or well, it's mm-hmm. not very dark in comparison. Like, I always found Planet Hollywood was quite a dark place to eat um, because, of the, I suppose, you know projections and stuff like that. Um, so it's a lot more light. Um, and the Paris one is still the same as the Orlando one in that mm. you know it's very dark and it's got the cardboard cutouts of, like, all the famous actors and creatures and stuff around on the ceiling. Um, so did they remember to the
2: take thing. the oil out of the gearbox in Herbie?
0: Probably not. you
2: Probably didn't not. remember that in uh, Orlando. You used really? to drip oil. Did he yeah. really? Yeah, they put it up there and left the oil in the gearbox.
0: <sighs> I do, I mean, but, I did love, um, what I liked about the Orlando one is, because it had the, the kind of lake around it, is it had uh, the, the shit from Forest Gum, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, just, I just think it made it look uh, nicer because there was more things around it like that um, so it would be interesting to see what they do with this observatory but yeah I suppose the most interesting thing even more than that is the fact that uh, TV's own diners dive-ins and drives is that what it's called? Dines, uh, di- diners?
1: diners drive-ins and dives, dives that's
0: yeah. the one, I knew it was something like that um, so yeah Guy Felleri who uh, apparently is an arsehole, but he doesn't listen to his podcast, so it's okay I can say that. Aww. And if he, does, if he does listen to the podcast, <laughs> allegedly, okay, I'm not so well, Nice car. I'm not met you. He's got, yeah, I think he's got quite a few nice cars. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a few restaurants, so he's got a, a reputation, which is mixed to say the least. If you actually go and read the like TripAdvisor reports of his restaurants, um, yes, yeah, you either love it or you don't. It seems to be the Marmite of uh, of eateries. But um, nonetheless, I think it'd be interesting to see what he does. Because Planet Hollywood does have quite a classic menu. Like, there are things that are still on the menu now that I remember there being when it first opened. Mm-hmm. In 91. Like the um, Captain Conch-
2: Cocktail. <laughs> <German> steak. <laughs> no, it's,
0: not, it's, not, it's not a Bernie Inn.
2: <laughs> With a pineapple ring on top. Sorry, yeah, you're right, that's Bernie
0: and Sorry. Go confused there. Eh? Other British restaurant chains are no longer available, like Bernie Yeah. Amanda's um, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably pretty, pretty best to Google it. In fact, it might be too old for Google. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I mean, because my I remember my dad going to Planet Hollywood when it first opened in London, and he brought me back a menu, because I think he had to pay for the menus as well. And um, there was like Captain Crunch Chicken and LA Lasagna. I remember that then, and they're still on the menu now. So it'll be interesting to see if they're going to keep those things on the menu, because I suppose they're quite classic, but how much influence he'll bring to the menu. Yeah. So, uh, But I think it's good to have a refresh, to yeah. be honest. I mean, Planet Hollywood now is not the. I mean, I think I was reading the other day, I'm sure it had at one point about 50 locations worldwide
1: yeah there's loads isn't there
0: yeah and now there's London Paris Peckham no there's London Paris um, New York there's one still around Times Square Uh, downtown Disney Um, I think there might oh uh, there's one one in, in Vegas there is there's still one at Caesars that I think's hilarious because there's a Planet Hollywood at Caesars but there's not a Planet Hollywood at Planet Hollywood because there's a Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino now. Oh, yeah. Well, it has been for quite a while. that used to be the Aladdin. Oh, look, we're going full circle. We're back to Aladdin. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yes, I mean, at one point, it was like a, a mighty franchise. You know, it was rivaling Hard Rock Cafe. And now really? it's a completely dying breed. So, um, yeah. But I, at the same time, I'm glad it's staying. I would have been sad if it was going because I've always... Uh, had a soft spot for Planet Hollywood's and especially the one in Orlando just yeah. because of the look of it and everything like that. So I'm, I'm glad it's it's staying in some capacity anyway. But, uh, I'm really looking
2: forward to seeing Disney Springs. It, it sounds like they've done a cracking job oh, of it. Oh,
0: it looks amazing. Yeah, it does yeah. look amazing. I've got a,
2: I have mean, got. mean, you idea. know, at the beginning when I heard about it, I thought, meh, you know, shops and restaurants. I mean, I like downtown Disney, but um, but actually, I'm look, quite looking forward to, to seeing it now. Huh?
0: Mmm. Oh, there's one at mm. Goa. Yeah? Yeah, Planet Hollywood, Goa. Orlando, oh. Niagara Falls, New York, London, Vegas, and Disneyland, Paris. They're the only ones left. And yeah, it was, yeah. in fact, I, I said 50. It might be shortchanging. It might be more than that, actually. Loads. Almost yeah. won at Liverpool one, Amanda. Mm. It was planned and never opened, so there you go. Oh,
1: that's
0: a theme. Yeah he probably like had the wheels taken off it or something as soon as it opened. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, Craig to, uh, no Craig to defend you.
1: Yeah, you can't defend me today. Yeah. Get your
2: little puns in Kirby, Kirby might have had the oil in the gearbox, but he didn't have any wheels.
0: <laughs> oh, um, uh, But no, Disney yeah. Springs looks awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad Planet Hollywood's there. I've got to say, though, I think I'm actually quite. Next time we go, I think uh, we'll have to make a stop at the T Rex Cafe. Just because uh, my daughter's obsessed with dinosaurs. Saying that, she was obsessed with Frozen a year ago and she's only just started to like it again. So who knows what will happen by the time we get back out there. But hopefully she'll still like to. I love T-Rex. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I love it, but Ash hates it so she doesn't let me go. Yeah.
2: She
0: thinks
1: it's too loud.
2: It is loud, isn't it? It was pretty good, though.
1: Yeah, I I really like it, but she likes it better there than Rainforest Cafe. She will not even go into Rainforest Cafe.
2: Yeah, don't. I mean, Rainforest Cafe is okay, but do not go to the one in downtown Disney or Disney Springs. No. If you're gonna, and mind you, the one in the Animal Kingdom isn't going to be there for much longer, is it? Is or, it not? I don't think so. But that's mm. but that is the better of the two.
0: We've yeah, that's not, the one that I like going to. We've not been to the Downtown Disney one, or Disney Springs, but we did go to the Animal Kingdom one, and I thought it was pretty nice, actually, in there, mm-hmm. as as um Rainforest Cafes go. We actually went to the London one recently for my daughter's birthday, and uh, mm-hmm. I've never been so ripped off in my life. That's how I felt <laughs> anyway. But, like, it was like, 20 quid for, like, a main course. And I was like, it's not, you know, like... I mean, I suppose you're going in there for, like, the... The rainforest, yeah. rather than the food. But the yeah. food was like just average, kind of American restaurant food. Nothing exciting really about it. But you was paying an upcharge because of where it was, and uh, yeah, I wasn't very impressed. I know, and yeah. don't get me wrong, like I'm not stupid. I know London prices are more expensive. I used to work up there. Well, I still technically do, um, but. It just it just seemed like it was more money on top just for the fact of the theming, and uh, yeah. yeah, just didn't didn't really appreciate it. Yeah. So, yes. I've not been to Disneyland Paris one though. Maybe uh, maybe next time. But um, I just
2: think I just think when you get those sort of really popular franchise restaurants like Planet Hollywood or Rainforest Cafe, when you get them in a tourist destination, they're so busy. And that's the problem with the Downtown Disney one. That was always Mm. much, much busier than the Animal Kingdom one. It becomes kind of hit and miss, you know. Um, They're Mm -hmm. turning over the tables so fast that sometimes the service is a bit patchy and then, you know, the food as well. So, you know, we've had a... We've been... We've eaten in the the one in Downtown Disney at least twice and never had a great experience. Mm. So, yeah, don't... Don't really recommend that one.
0: You could do what I did, which was, um, on the way up to London, um, is get some really bad stomach bug. I, don't know if it was, I never found out if it was food poisoning or not. So th- I couldn't actually eat in there, because that saved me about 22 quid. Mm, well, I I'd mean, rather pay the 22 quid, I think. Uh, well, I mean, the thing, I, <laughs> bearing in mind, I don't... Thin think I, the stomach I, bug. I think I, I didn't eat for about two days after that. Um but it was it wasn't it wasn't eating there, I didn't get a chance to eat there because I got there and I was like, There's no way I can touch a plate of food. But yeah. uh it was enjoyable to watch everyone else eat, I just couldn't. Um Mr D, you did say something about uh changing dates.
2: Yeah, so the reason why we changed our fast pass dates mm. was because, as I previously mentioned, we're we're heading for Florida on the twenty seventh of October. Mm. Today, I was devastated to read on the Disney Park blogs that Rock and Roller Coaster is going to shut down for two weeks, starting on the 27th of October. Perfect timing. Do we blame Shanghai for that one? One of our famous favourite rides. Well, I can, it's only closing for two weeks, so I can only assume there's some kind of maintenance that needs to be done on it, which is fair enough. I work in that sort of business myself, so I know that you've got to do maintenance. It's just unfortunate. My only slight hope... Um, Star Wars reference there, A New Hope (laughs) is that um, if it does open on the 10th, that's the day that we fly back, so I switched my fast passes so that we're going to be in the studios on the morning of the 10th and the evening of the 9th, just in case it opens early, some kind of soft Mm -hmm. opening so uh, it'd be good if we could get a a go on it before we go back, because we do like it, it's one of our family favourites, that one
1: That's some good planning Best I can do,
2: Amanda, under the circumstances, you've just got to just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah. But my my daughter, who's uh, I've mentioned before, she's gone out there to work as a cast member. Quite exciting. She got her email this week to tell her which of the accommodations she's going to be staying in. Mm-hmm. Um, But then on the bottom of the email, it said you're enrolled in the traditions class on the 13th of September. And for anybody who knows what that is, traditions is... Really the first class I think that a new cast member um goes through which explains all about Walt Disney and how he started the company and the values of the company and the history of it, etc. So for her that's quite an exciting thing and she's she's really looking forward to that now. She leaves on Saturday this week. Oh,
0: that's well, well, um, exciting. that's mm. what um Hunter was talking about, wasn't it? Mm.
2: Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Slightly jealous.
2: Me too. Yeah. And I'm her dad.
0: Maybe, um, maybe <laughs> you can get her like a digital recorder so she can record the audio for us on the slide. Yeah, sure, I don't
2: know what, sure they what they would say or, about that. Yeah, if I'm Disney are listening, if Disney are listening, no, don't worry, we're not going to do that.
0: We'll just give it, we'll just give it a different <laughs> name. It's fine. Um, yeah. Now, there's just one last thing before we go that um, got flagged to my attention. So this, this is kind of breaking news, actually. This, this only got broken today. Um and uh, it was sent over to me by our dear friend P-Dubs, Dubbs, is in the, uh, the Isle of Wight at the moment. So, um, Mr. Curtis Allen, if you're mm-hmm. listening, um, as this show goes out, I believe Paul's still on your island. Um, I think you've just got back home. So, if that's the case, um, look out for him. Um, that's, that's the best I can say. I, I can't give you his location, his exact whereabouts. But the Isle of Wight's not particularly big, is it? So, I'm sure you will bump into him. There you go. Go and harass. That's him.
2: what that's what people from America say about the whole of Britain. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty yeah. much.
2: Yeah, they think we oh, all know each so, other. You so you met
0: the Queen. Yeah, we got met that, the Queen. Got that yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, alluding to what I was, uh, or, or referencing what I was talking about earlier, um, Shanghai Disney had just announced a brand new area um, called Tron Realm. The yeah, I thought you Eagle might mention Eagle this. Challenge. Yes. Um, it's going to showcase concept vehicles, driving simulators, and state-of-the-art design uh, technology, as well as more things. Now, Chevrolet have released or are releasing a car that's kind of Tron-inspired, aren't they? Mm. So it's got lights on it. So th- there's well, that car's got lights on it. That- yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't just mean at the front and the back. I meant down the sides. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Although, your car would also have lights at the front at the side as well. But these are slightly longer ones. Than yeah. then the little lights you've got on the side of the car. So, it makes you think, is someone high up in Chevrolet a fan of Tron? <laughs> 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 so, uh, it says the, that uh, it's located near the Tron Light Cycle Challenge attraction um, and is uh, accessible from the Tron Plaza mm. and uh, showcases three state-of-the-art concept cars. At mm. the press release yeah. explains, King, King Yi, I believe... Uh, The centerpiece of the Tron Realm is a light runner type Chevrolet vehicle. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Lingxi features exceptional electrification connectivity. So, what's that, a USB connection? Could be. And uh, Yongsu is another hyper fast vehicle boasting an innovative sound energy propulsion system. Ooh. So, uh, it looks a little bit. It looks a little bit to me like Launchpad, but like a more futuristic version of that if if people remember that from the end of Star Tours, but uh, I'm just excited for more Tron stuff. So um, I'm just about to get on my soapbox, so hit my music. It's Soap Dishes Soap And and I'm glad you gasped there, Amanda. Really (laughs) well-timed gasp when I get on top of my soapbox. So, Disney have built a massively popular Tron attraction in Shanghai. And already, so popular is the area, they've expanded it. And yet, there's still no Tron 3. Now, if this summer has taught us anything about films, is that films are no longer making their money in America... If anything, they're making it overseas, especially China. Did you know that um, Warcraft, I think, made about seventy or eighty million dollars in America, but made two hundred over two hundred and forty in China. Wow. No, I did not know. It's a massive, massive market. They're actually talking now that a sequel to Warcraft will uh, will occur, but will possibly only be released straight to video in America. Wow. Because of it. Um, and that's why um, films now are having more um, Chinese characters, or um, they're setting, they're putting more Hollywood films in Chinese films. Like Matt Damon's got a big Chinese epic coming later this year, because it's now a, a really big, powerful marketplace. So if China loves Tron so much, and I love <laughs> Tron so much, where the bloody hell is my Tron Three? <laughs>
2: No, your Tron Tron 3 though is it it's, it's, worse, the Chinese's Tron Tron 3. Well, we you'll, get all... a, you'll get it you'll get it straight to video <laughs> straight DVD, to Vigno. DVD. Yeah. yeah, DVD sorry. Well straight to v- straight to Betamax. Uh,
0: if, if only I was so lucky I'd definitely watch a yeah. Betamax. Uh but as Captain Picard said this thing make it so. Yeah. No Tron 3 and decent Tron rides that I can't go on make me mad. Bring it to Epcot. <laughs> um yeah, I suppose why not. Every chance, you know, if they keep saying about these rides, they're going to put... To me, I I think a Tron ride would go really well in Epcot.
2: Yeah, Uh, definitely.
0: Well, it's, you know, it's perfect theming, isn't it? Yeah. Especially, I mean, I know we've got uh, Test Track, which is essentially a Tron rip-off anyway, but... um, you know, I think I think there's legs there. You know, if the ride's as good as they say it is, why not? Could do We're going to have Gar-
2: Guardians of the Galaxy, aren't we?
0: We are, we are already looking forward to that one. I've got to say.
2: Yeah. I will miss Ellen and Bill Nye, but
0: well, don't worry, it's, Bill, it's... Bill Nye is uh, getting a show on Netflix. So if you want yeah. to keep up with Bill Nye, you can watch him on there. And uh, I think Ellen's on ITV too, or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Amanda, can you fill us in where we can um... watch Ellen?
1: I don't know. I I just watch it on the internet.
0: Wow. She's Dory.
2: She's Dory anyway.
0: That's right. She'll be around for a while. Star of the biggest film of the year, I believe. Yeah. Finding Dory. I think it's broken that record now. Yeah. Right. Well, I think on that uh, bombshell, I think we should call it a night. So thank you both for joining us. Um, Pleasure. Thank you all for listening and downloading and please continue to do so. Um, As I said, check out the After Dark podcast network, Uh, listen to our sister shows, Universal After Dark, and when we release it, Pop After Dark. And uh, we'll see you all, I don't know, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have a good one. um, Right, so hang on, just before we do go, when are you off, Amanda? Not exact dates, we don't want people trying to... uh, still for me end of september end of september and you you D deal about another month away aren't you so another
2: month yeah end yeah, of october yeah okay
0: yeah. okay well we'll get some more shows in before then so don't you worry but uh see you soon tottana bye this podcast is part of the after dark podcast